Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. My word, somebody we don't hear around here, the Leonard Brothers. I don't suppose you've ever heard of the Leonard Brothers. I think someone got this CD for me out in St. Louis or someplace. Very hard thing to do to play, to improvise. 
the more you listen to people trying to improvise, the easier it is to understand that it's a very difficult thing to do. I could never do it. The other day, the other day my hair was so long, I toyed with the idea of tying it in a knot behind in a ponytail. But my wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman, cut my hair instead. I had to have a haircut. And if you've given it any thought, you already know why I could not get away with a ponytail. Isn't a ponytail reserved for men who are not completely bald only because there is one little wisp of hair near each ear that they can tie together in behind?
Ruby Braff. Ruby Braff and all kinds of good people here on the Humble Farmer. A small newspaper way off in a forgotten corner of Maine reported earlier this week that although an elderly man died and was buried only a mile from his home, listen to this, his faithful dog Shep did not lie down on the grave and slowly expire there near his master. This dog didn't seem to know anything about what is expected of even a halfway decent Maine hound. A good neighbor didn't have to drag this dog off and tie it up to keep it from returning to the gravesite. This dog didn't lie out there in the snow and rain day and night, refusing to eat or be comforted. This mindless animal did not wear a deep path in the dirt, walking endlessly around the headstone, growling and snarling at anyone who came near. As a matter of fact, old Sam's death didn't seem to bother the dog one way or another, said the reporter who covered this unique story. There was a fellow in the crowd there at graveside who must have slopped some bacon grease something on his pants while frying up breakfast, and when the thing broke up, Shep hung right in there beside him and jumped in the car when the door opened. You might be interested to hear that in a sidebar, someone mentioned that Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum was hoping to stuff the dog and give him a good spot next to the skull of the Piltdown Man. Although my friend Winky was familiar with the mandatory behavior of bereaving dogs, he was not surprised to hear that the faithless Shep wasted no time in locating a new source of food and worldly comforts. Winky's been married five times. Thank you. 
yes, yes, you don't have to have. It was all the chops anybody needed right there to, to, to swing. One little standard quote that the guitar player put in. I wonder, some people don't like to play things that people expect. Probably read that Doc Cheatham spent a lot of his time just trying to work out things that nobody had ever played before. Were you intrigued? Oh, it's time to tell you that uh, you're listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I'd love to hear from you. The station manager would love to hear from you. Probably your ex-wife would like to hear from you if you're behind in your checks. Were you intrigued when you learned that the George W. Bush Library contained a what-would-you-do feature? You've heard about it. There's been a lot of talk about it on the news. It is my understanding that the library was envisioned as a training camp for young conservatives and that the most popular feature in this library is a red button that enables visitors to simulate an attack on Peru. The tables are empty, the dance floor's deserted. You play the same love song, it's the tenth time you've heard it. That's the beginning, just one of the clues. You've had your first lesson, in learning the blues. The cigarettes you light One after another Won't help you forget her And the way that you love her You're only burning A tongue urge you can lose But you're on the right track For learning the blues When you're at home alone, the blues will talk you constantly. When you're out in a crowd, those blues will hang on your memory. The nights when you don't sleep, the whole night you're crying. But you can't forget her, so you'll even stop trying. Walk that flower and wear out your shoes when you feel your heart break. Baby, you're learning the blues. When you're at home alone, the blues will time you constantly. When you're out in a crowd, the blues are gonna haunt your memory. The nights when you don't sleep, the whole night you're crying. But you can't forget her. Soon you'll even stop trying. You want that flower 
and wear all of your shoes. When you feel your heart break, baby, you're learning the blues. Oh, yeah. Frank. Manduka, of course. You might know Frank Manduka. Does he a horn player? I don't know. Sounds like it, doesn't he? Why? Sounds like he's playing horn. Very nice, Frank Manduka. Thank you for sending me that CD, whoever it was that sent it. Was that you playing in that band behind Frank Manduka, or was that one of those canned things that people stand behind? Very well could be the remnants of... Al Corey's band in Augusta. You probably know about it. Tell me I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com and of course I would love to hear from you. You have probably seen the list of 15 large profitable corporations that have used offshore tax havens to avoid pay- paying U.S. income taxes. It is wise to have your money outside of a country that is going to default on its war debt. And those who will ride out that big crash the easiest will be those who have assets buried offshore elsewhere. When the most profitable corporations in America don't pay their share of taxes, guess what happens? Sooner or later, Social Security... And post office pensions will be blamed for the country's inability to remain solvent. And these pensions will be slowly and painfully squeezed out of existence. You know this, a, a blitz by corporate-owned media will convince around half the population that lazy people living on welfare are to blame. But please think about this rationally. How many people do you think would struggle by on welfare if they could earn $20 an hour for a 40-hour week and be rich beyond their wildest dreams? You've heard about the cost of our never-ending wars and corporations that circumvent paying taxes. But luckily, the next administration and millions of lazy people on welfare can be blamed whenever there are hard times. At a recent meeting of the Historical Society here in St. George, Maine, we were told by a commercial fisherman that some fishermen now fishing out of New Bedford, Massachusetts, can make $250,000 a year. Even half of that income, even half that income, might make any person clever enough or strong enough to be earning it think that Americans who lost their jobs and their homes have no one but themselves to blame for being lazy. What do you think?
on that, that you tell me. Humble at gmail, the humble farmer at gmail.com. You tell me if that wasn't a swinging bit of goods from the Leonard Brothers. Might have been my nephew that brought that back from Kansas City. My word. Probably their grandfather taught Count Basie how to play piano or something. You've heard me say over and over again. You've heard me say it. I say it over and over again that I would never knowingly say anything on the air that would offend someone or cause trouble. But there are exceptions. And right now, if you'll get a little closer to your radio there, unless you're driving, right now, if you'll get a little closer to your radio, you are going to hear one. One day, I went to see my doctor. And my doctor had his assistants check me here, and his assistant, assistants poked me there. He himself even poked me. And all of the data was compiled and sorted on computers, who knows where they were. And when it was printed out on a big sheet of paper, the doctor read it and saw that it was good. And then the doctor said, Mr. Skoglund, the only thing I'm going to prescribe for you is four glasses of water and a half hour of exercise every single day. My friend, do you realize that if I were to say that doctor's name on the air, if I were to reveal his identity, within a month a coalition of pharmaceutical associations would probably have him stripped of his credentials for malpractice.
my word. Thank you for listening to Harry Allen, Scott Hamilton, Joe Cohn, and John Alford on trombone. I'd never heard of John Alford, but he was he was right in there with him, wasn't he? On the Humble Farmer program here on your favorite radio station, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Even with an uninsulated inside cellar to cellar door that permits cold air to pour through big cracks and down here into the solar radiant heated main private radio studio, it is at present 73 degrees which is leftover heat from yesterday when I drove it up to 79 in here. There was a point, i got to admit it, there was a point when it was so uncomfortably hot, I even thought about taking off my insulated long underwear. When solar radiant heat is pouring in, the concrete floor under my feet actually gets so warm that I'm uncomfortable. Yes, one has to either learn how to control solar radiant heat or else pretty well let it do what it wants and and then learn to live with it. It's similar to marriage.
Why do they have to do that three times? Da, 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 da. I suppose it's like the the Holy Trinity. It's also like the executive, the legislative, and the judicial. I have no idea, i got to confess this, I have no idea of how to clear up clutter in my office. Clutter grows in my office. There are people who are in the business of organizing, and my wife is related to one of them. How do you organize? How do you clean up clutter? I brought home from Florida a four-draw metal filing cabinet I bought for a dollar, and I'm simply going to throw everything into this filing cabinet. And I know you might tell me that that's like sending Trotsky to Mexico. Although it will solve nothing and certainly only make matters worse, it will give me a feeling of accomplishment.
good. Phil Flanagan on bass on that. Alan Vachey. My word. That was quite impressive, wasn't it? Panama. We don't very often hear Panama on the radio nowadays. You can, however, or you just heard Panama, here on the Humble Farmer radio program, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Don't be afraid to tell them that you enjoy hearing old-fashioned music. A kind neighbor passed along to me several hundred dollars worth of new shoes and jackets when her husband died. I now have five or six pair of shoes that I will, as you well know, not live long enough to wear out, which is four pair of shoes more than I ever had at one time in my entire life. One day I slipped into a pair of my new rich kid shoes and was immediately filled with an unfamiliar feeling of power and self-worth. I laid out the old work shoes I'd bought years ago for two dollars, you know, just in case any of my working class neighbors came by. I could slip into them quickly and wouldn't have an uncontrollable urge to lift my head and try to see my neighbor over the top of my nose. But that, that's not what I wanted to, us to discuss here. I went online to see what these elegant shoes cost. And now, listen to this. Has this happened to you? And now, instead of a t- terribly misshapen young woman who was crowded out of, out of her dress, you know, begging me to learn Spanish in only three days, the side of my computer screen has been infested with moving pictures of Rockport Men's Washington and Rockport men's Eberdon dark shoes. Last week, I was mystified with my shed door, because my shed door opened by itself every night. But now, what I'm seeing on my computer screen probably calls for an exorcist.
Oh, foot stompers there, ain't they, huh? Them's the, them's the Leonard Brothers from Kansas City way. The Leonard Brothers. Oh, almost time to get out of here. You know that I'm trying to earn a couple of bonus years topside on this planet and that I'm trying to do it by eating no sweets, no bacon. And you know I've been doing this for over eight years now. In response to this, Professor Bill says, huh, I'm willing to shave some off the end for a little ice cream and bacon before then. Think about what Professor Bill is saying. Don't all young people feel that way? Young people smoke. They drink. They do not wear their seat belts. They climb up on Cadillac Mountain on the rocks without wearing a helmet. They ride ATV machines and motorcycles. They eat bacon and ice cream. They ski and go down mountains on snowboards. They don't pay their local friendly, heavily armed drug dealer. They take carnival cruises. They think their end is so far away in a misty future that it will never be here. They actually think that when they're my age, their cars will still be powered by gasoline. But put yourself in my shoes. You know, when you actually get closer to that inevitable end and see two friends who sat on either side of you in high school, when you see those two fellows drop dead two weeks apart, you know you're willing to fight for every extra warm sunny, mosquitoless spring day you can get. You can have my bacon and my ice cream. All of me why not take all of me? Can't you see I'm no good without you? Take my arms, I want to lose them. Take my lips, I will never use them. Your goodbye. Left me with eyes that cry How can I go on Without you, my dear You took that part That once was my heart Why not take all of me Goodbyes left me with eyes that cry. 
How can I go on, my dear, without you? Well, now you took that part that once was my heart. Why not take all of me, baby? Take all of me. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. Where within there, look at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. You might have read that our governor plans to grade main schools from A to F. This is inevitable when you try to run a school as if it were a poultry business. You know how they do that. Crowd as many as you can into one centralized building. Feed them all the same, and the day you haul them off to become chicken burgers, you shouldn't be able to tell one from the other. <laughs>